You're about to listen to episode 63 of Women Who Kill. This is Kai. Um, Hey, before we get started, if you are liking the show so far, uh, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot. Helps new people find the show. The more people find the show, the longer I can keep doing this. Our guest today, very funny, comedian, writer, you have seen her on The Tonight Show, on Colbert, and she uh, is writing on uh, a Netflix show called The After Party with David Spade, Candace Thompson. Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I mean, I'm doing as well. I mean, like, I, for some reason, I thrive in quarantine, so I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, everything's terrible, but I, I am uh, a known introvert, so... Same. Are things really that different for me? Yeah, no. I don't go outside that much to start with. <laughs> and now it's just like, everyone's like, oh, I'm sad I never see my friends. And I'm like, I was sad and never saw my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed. <laughs> All my favorite people, I never see them. I see them like once a year. And like we, we put off hanging out uh, for as long as we possibly can. And then uh, we finally do it. And we're like, why don't we do this more often? Right. We should do this more often. And, and then we go another year without seeing each other. Oh yeah, we just make, the whole year we spend making brunches, brunch dates we never keep. <laughs> yeah. We should totally, that's me and Yasser. Yasser and I do that at least six times a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, if I see you every day, I probably don't like you very much. That's, that's correct. That's the rules. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of brunches, oh man. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about, what a name. This woman has. Yeah. Linda Hazard. Uh-huh. Dr. Linda Hazard. She had a nickname, didn't she? Her nickname was Doctor, wasn't it? No, well, that, was, that was her street name. <laughs> it was doc, Doctor in quotes. Because, uh-huh. you know, she, did, she didn't have a medical license. But uh, Starvation Doctor is what they called her. <laughs> uh, she would fit right in in oh, 2020. Yeah. She's like, she was the Dr. Oz of her time. Yeah, she basically. was. Basically. <laughs> is Dr. Oz that big of a quack? I mean, he is. Kind I mean, of, but... he, kind of, kind of. He's also, it, I mean, I guess he's really a doctor. I would, I would say, though, Dr. Phil, is, is Dr. Phil really a doctor? I mean, I would say, it's just, it's just Oprah <laughs> just puts, picks people and we just supposed to trust Oprah. So I guess yeah. that's. They have her sign of approval, so then we just, oh, Oprah likes him, so I guess I believe what he says. I don't know. I feel like Dr. Phil is less of a quack than Dr. Oz, even though Dr. Oz is the one with a medical degree. Yeah, you might be true. There's, yeah. I, I, I know you might be accurate. I have no idea. Yeah. So Linda Hazard was born in uh, Carver County, Minnesota. Minnesota. Am I, Minnesota. Am I saying that right? Minnesota yeah. in yep. 1867. 1867. Uh, she got married at 18. Well, she was oh, one, of eight, one of eight children, too. One of eight. Also a cancer. I found that out. Oh, you found that out. Are you, you're, are you a cancer? I'm not. I'm not. I'm a Capricorn. I'm a good one. <laughs> now, I don't do horoscopes much, but I do it for this show because I do like to see if the murderess's profile matches, tracks with her sign. Oh, you know what do we find? What do we find out? Because we talk about women who kill. <laughs> Ladies love astrology. Uh, <laughs> are, 
<laughs> are cancers bad? Like, okay. are they like people we shouldn't trust? Well, I mean, I, I feel like we shouldn't trust anyone ever, but that is uh, correct. Cancers are, are are if we're going by like the the most basic definition of the sign according to uh, the first page of Google, because I'm not digging further than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, cancers are known to be uh, persistent. Uh, and, she was definitely uh, that. She was definitely persistent. Influential. Uh, mm. Organized. I mean, she had to be organized to pull off all the stuff she did. You know, you can't be a disorganized serial killer. Yeah. If, you, if you are, you get caught pretty quickly. Yeah. This says enduring and generous. Now, I would say she was enduring. A generous, not so much. Quite the opposite. But uh, apparently cancers tend to leave a mark in the lives of those around them. She definitely did that. But she I, definitely I, did. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, disagree with you on the generous part. She was generous with murder. She was generous. <laughs> she was very, depends on which way you look at it. <laughs> I, I guess. She, did a, she, she gave a lot of murder. She, she gave a lot of her, herself. She, she, she gave a lot of uh, beatings. That's what, she was generous with beatings. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> put, a, put a pin in that. But when she uh, when she got married, she had uh, two kids. Did she left her kids? What a you, pioneer! You, what a trailblazer! You know, I've been saying women could be deadbeat moms <laughs> as well as men can be deadbeat dads for a long time now, and this lady has proven what I've been saying for years. She had two kids, and she was like, "I got shit to do." She's like, "I got people to murder. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got you gonna be holding me back from my dreams?" Yeah. So she left to become a quote unquote doctor. Mm-hmm. In Minneapolis, and uh, yeah, not much is known about her her early life, which is interesting. Not much is known about her parents, or I don't know about her siblings either, really, because mm -hmm. it said she was one of eight. Yeah, but, but my guess is that she was probably she landed somewhere in the middle, because you know, middle kids be neglected, uh -huh. <laughs> or at least they feel that you know the Jan Brady's of the bunch. They always uh -huh. feel like they're not getting enough attention, yeah. which is why she then went on to you know get all the attention. Uh. Kind of like comedians. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like she, what we do when we get selected <laughs> at home and don't get enough attention. We do stand. Uh -huh. She killed. She went a different route, but same same idea. Ah, she was a nut. Not to not to offend uh, nuts because because they're very good for you. I love a Brazil nut. I yeah. was just eating Brazil nuts. They're so good. No, you don't understand. I literally just had a, a pack here that I was nibbling on. And I, every time I eat them, I think of Sarah Tiana. I don't know if you uh -huh. know her, but she's, uh, I work with her right now. And I pull them out and she makes fun of me. She was like, oh, you're the person that bought the Brazil nuts. They're the best nuts. They're also the best for you. People don't yeah, know that, but they're the very heart healthy nut. Yep. They're delicious. I love them. Uh, Can't get enough of them. Minor aside, I, uh, I, I ordered some nuts online because that's the only place I buy my food these days. And the package, I specifically ordered these nuts because the package said it had Brazil nuts. And I was like, I need, I need something with, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to order. Who, who the fuck eats peanuts? Kai, don't get me started on peanuts. They're the worst. Pe that's why everybody got the worst allergies to them because they're not supposed to be eaten. <laughs> I mean, I like peanut butter, but I don't like peanuts. Of course. If you eat no. peanuts for, for sport, you're a psychopath. I, I agree. Now, the nuts arrived and uh, they had uh, every nut. But the Brazil nut in them. <gasps> false advertisement? False advertisement. And I did get my money back. And, and uh, you know, Amazon, I got my money back for some other <laughs> shit, too. I'm like, there was nothing wrong with those items. But, you know, for the inconvenience, I'm going to get a refund on these things, too. They'll for do sure. that. 
Oh, for sure they will. What did you ever find out if they no ever questions had? Asked. No, no question. They don't ask questions. It's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I like it. <laughs> did you ever find out if the Brazil nuts were ever in there and they took them out, or they were never in there? They were never they in said, there. They were like, "We'll we'll send this person these fucking nuts and hope that they don't know." Notice it's wow. not. You think I'm not going to notice? They, they just because I think it's an unpopular nut, so people <laughs> so they think no one's ever going to send something back because of its lack of Brazil nuts. <laughs> but and, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, we probably I'm not in this for the podcast. cashews. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in here for these walnuts. What are you talking about? <laughs> for these pecans. Anyway, you know the complete opposite of a heart healthy nut was. <laughs> Was uh, Linda Hazard? Linda Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> way to way to bring that back around. So she left her kids to to go practice medicine. Never actually got a degree. She started practicing as a nurse. Yep, and then I guess got cocky. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know when she started uh, chasing these theories, but uh, 1908 is when she published her first book. Mm-hmm. And so that would make her 39. When she wrote the book? Yeah. 1908, she was born in 1967. I don't do math. Or she was born in 1867. 1908 is when when she wrote her first book. Uh, She made herself well-known as a fasting specialist Mm -hmm. because she was convinced that every ailment, every illness, every sickness uh, was related to fucking... Eating too much, which, you know, there there is a grain of truth in there. For sure. What you eat does influence, uh, you know, your health. But uh, she she really just, she took it too far. She took it too far. Absolutely 100%. Like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I take health and nutrition very seriously. And, you know, like there is a thing with like fasting. Like, yeah, fasting can work, but you can't, of course starve people to death. That's, you can't just say, oh, we don't need food anymore. That's preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically what she, what she said. <laughs> you go 58 days, you don't need nothing. Girl, you good. Yeah. You good. You yeah. look good today. <laughs> With those well, bags in the eyes, is, your is, hair is, falling it, out. <laughs> 1908 is when she wrote her first book. But um, 1902 is when her, her first patient died. Yes. Is this ironic? It was a right around the time that her divorce was finalized. Oh. That her first patient died. Oh, I didn't know that fun fact. Interesting. So mm-hmm. you think maybe she may have been a little unhinged from a I, I think scorn the, I think the, Yeah, the divorce was was the screwdriver that uh undid her final <laughs> screw. That'd do it, man. <laughs> Every time, love will do it. She uh, should have been stopped after the first person died. Yes. Uh, the coroner was like, uh, I think this person starved to death and tried to have legal action taken against her. But the legal system was like, uh, you know, here's the thing. She's not a doctor. Right. Uh, she doesn't have a license to practice medicine. Right. So you can't really punish her for malpractice. Yeah, because she's not a doctor. What a loophole. Do you think, and do you think that she thought about that beforehand Pro- so that I, she wouldn't I, be able I to bet. get prosecuted because of that? That's yeah, a, I, I mean, that's I, kind I of brilliant. She, yeah, that she intentionally didn't pursue a medical degree 
so that she couldn't be held accountable yeah. as a doctor. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Now, right around the time when, uh, and we'll we'll talk about you know the whole creating the her facility and whatnot, but she did get married right after her divorce. She had to, you know, get back on that horse. Yeah. <laughs> she met a man named Sam. Sam. Samuel Hazard. Hazard. Yeah, Samuel's middle name was Christman. Spelt like Christ, man. <laughs> Christ, man. Okay, Sam, match made in heaven. Sam graduated from West Point. He was in the army, got kicked out of the army. He was misappropriating funds. Yeah. Dishonorable discharge. Yeah. He got. He had been married twice mm-hmm. before he married Linda and apparently uh, had only been divorced uh, maybe once. Correct. And if you do the math, and I'm no mathematician, <laughs> but if you have two wives and only divorce one of them, how many does that leave? That's still one, right? So you're still married. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he didn't just do both of them. Like, At the just, same time? Yeah, just like, yeah, just take care of both these chicks real quick. But no, it's just one. Leave one, you know. Maybe I mean, there's probably even a thing. discount. You know, I think there's a discount for a two-for-one divorce. Like, when you do them both at the same time, it should be easier. BOGO? Yeah. <laughs> Buy one, get rid of one, free? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get so, it. So, <laughs> he went to prison for bigamy. Yes. Because he was married to Linda while he was yeah. still married to his one of his older wives. Yeah. So, two years. He did two years for bigamy. And imagine uh, if they could still lock people up for, for doing that now. Do they, I think is they that can. still illegal? Because I mean, yeah. but only in certain places. Because of course, you've got like the polygamists in like Utah or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, I guess it's only legal in certain places. Right. But yes, yeah, you don't hear about. I don't, I just don't know too many guys that are like, oh, yeah, I want another wife. You right? know, it's just always that just is like, he wanted enough. Even that's too much most of the time. So then to have multiple yeah. wives, you just. Right. Are a masochist. Some that's guys crazy. even have second families. I don't get it. Ah, that's too much. It's too much work. It's it's so much work to abandon two families. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, some of them don't abandon two of them. Some of them just stay and they go back. They pick the favorite family. They oscillate and go back and forth. Like they'll be with one for Christmas and then one for Thanksgiving. You know, they're there, but just not all the time. <laughs> like you know how they say that like being a housewife is a full time job. Yeah. Like, having a secret family, that's like that's having up. two full-time jobs. Yeah. And then on top of your regular job. Like, you Jesus. have, you're, I know you're probably supporting both these families. So, you got your regular-ass job, and then you got a family, and then another family. I saw a that's... Lifetime movie about this one guy that did that. It was crazy. Uh-huh. He, he would go to, he would be with his original family, and then when he went to go have his second family time, he would make his hair curly. So, he looked, that was his disguise. <laughs> <laughs> And then one time he came home and his hair was still curly and his wife Did he just put water in it? I I think so. (laughs) Water and a little product. (laughs) It's Clark Kent with wet and dry hair. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) I guess that helped him dissociate. So ridiculous. 1906, Sam gets out of jail. They move to Washington to kind of restart their lives. To kind of start fresh where no one knows that they're both crazy people. Crazy people. Right. Correct. <laughs> now, she opened her first office um, in Seattle. By the way, now the, the 
building where her first office was um, still stands. It's a it's a bank building now. Her uh, her first office, not the sanatorium, right? Right. She had like her her uh, mm-hmm. what do you, the business center. <laughs> business again in quotes. Everything this woman yeah. did, you have to put in quotes. Yeah. The business center. So she used her home as a sort of uh, intermediary to the actual sanitarium that was later built. Mm-hmm. Um, so her quote unquote patients would spend time between her office and her home. So between Seattle and Olala. She started calling her home Wilderness Heights to, I guess, give it a sort of a legitimacy <laughs> as an institution, you know? Yeah, that if, I, if I start calling my apartment podcast Heights. I'd be like, oh! Wilderness Heights is where everything started. Now, Linda had a very specific clientele. Uh, after she published her book is when uh, I, I guess she started getting... Some notoriety. Right. Yeah. Uh, she also posted ads in newspapers. I would say I don't know where she got the money to, uh, where she got her startup money, but I'm assuming Sam had some army. Oh yeah, he invested army <laughs> ill-gotten gains stashed away. <laughs> for sure, he was misappropriating funds. I'm sure he probably kept some of it for himself somewhere hidden. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these are two very untrustworthy people. I'm sure they yeah. could come up with some cash to post some ads. Yeah. pickpocket pick here and there. <laughs> they targeted immediately wealthy people. Of course. Because for some reason, wealthy people are really fucking gullible. <laughs> They're great. Because you know what it is? What I think with wealthy people is because they lived in a bubble for so long. Uh-huh. And that like, uh, you're, you're, you're not used to running into people that will necessarily like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, in, if you grew up in the hood, in the streets, you know, like, oh, I got to watch my back. To be suspicious. Right? You know you're a target, uh, yeah. regardless. But I think yeah. wealthy people, they're so entitled to their status and uh, and the bubble that they live in that they don't even, they think, like, the only threats are going to come from people who have, like, power, right? Like, mm, their money can yeah. be taken from, like, some shyster who's, like, a, in white-collar crime. They don't think, like, oh, a doctor is going to try and scam me. Yeah. Hmm true i think i mean you know i'm probably no i think so because i I mean uh not to say that poor people don't get grifted but the grifts that poor people fall for are very different from the grifts that rich people fall for oh for sure for sure and i think this poor people in general just they they've watched had to watch their back more because they just have come from different you know a different life a different background right you don't trust anybody right when you don't have more to lose, but you have more to lose. Correct. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. People from all over the place would, would come to be treated by her for all sorts of illnesses. Uh, cancer, alcoholism, uh, digestive issues. <laughs> Why would you go to her for alcoholism? Go to rehab. Like, just... Stop drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know how, I know how to cure you from that alcoholism. I'm just yeah. gonna take away all your liquor. I'm a yeah. doctor. I'm a doctor now. Call me doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the, now in 1908 is when the first two people died. One was um, an immigrant 
a Norwegian immigrant who who had a lot of money, 38 years old. Was that Daisy? Yeah, Daisy, Daisy Maud, Daisy Maud Hagland. He fasted for 50 days uh, and died. Now, the fasting, by the way, consisted of uh, everyone ate the same shit. It was, it was tomato soup, which, by the way, she told people that they were going to come to this basically like a retreat, right? And have like fasting soups made with organic ingredients from local farms. Hilarious. And then she went and bought canned soup. No. See, I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah. no. She's serving these motherfuckers Campbell's. Yeah. She was straining <laughs> canned soup. They, oh. would, they would eat strained tomato soup, strained asparagus soup. <gasps> I don't know why I'm more appalled by that than Because asparagus, <laughs> than like asparagus is bad enough on its own. <laughs> then to cream it. Ugh. And then strain it. Make sure we don't want any of that actual asparagus getting in there because that's the <laughs> vegetable part and that's too healthy for you. Yeah. So that actually has vitamins in there. We don't want anything to do with those those minerals <laughs> that might actually help you. Make sure as you a treat, as a treat, they would get like a, you know, today you can get two tablespoons of orange juice without the pulp. Without the pulp. Was she really giving them tablespoons of juice? Yeah, they would have like um, dry ass oranges. She would give them like juiced oranges. Where, like, you could eat the orange, but, like, none of the juice. That's it was the, weird. That's the good part. That's Sometimes good whole part. oranges, like, uh, but that would be your whole meal. That would be all you ate for the entire day was, like, two oranges. See? Now, okay, so this is when I have to be, like, this woman's crazy, but these people, what were they thinking? Seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If someone's up there giving me strained, creamed asparagus soup and dry-ass oranges, I'm going to be like, okay, this is not what I paid for. Right? Let alone the fact that it was suspicious itself, that that's what you're feeding me. But also, like, I didn't pay you this much money for this. Like, yeah. to those people, clearly something was off with them as well. And why not just have a, like, buy a, charge a lot of money, like, pay a lot of money for a book and just follow the book and do it at home. Right. Like, you're paying someone to, to not feed you? <laughs> to malnourish you? I don't, I don't understand. Okay, so the first, uh, Daisy dies. Uh, she had a kid who apparently her kid would went on to uh, to found this restaurant called Ivar's, which yeah. I'm not familiar with it. I guess if you're in Seattle, you know all about Ivar's. And, and, the uh, seafood restaurant. The grandmother of Ivar's uh, is, was starved to death by, by Linda Hazard. Next was uh, Ida Wilcox. Fasted for 47 days and then, uh, and then died. Uh, now, Daisy, by the way, the official cause of death, not determined by a coroner, determined by Linda, was stomach cancer. Wait, Linda determined that the death was stomach cancer? Yeah. A coroner, a coroner. Said, said, this woman starved to death. Um, you should be prosecuted. And prosecutors were like, first of all, Daisy was there of her own accord, so we can't do anything about it. Right, yeah. Linda said, secondly... Daisy had stomach cancer. Clearly, that's what killed her. That's it was going to kill her anyway. It's like when George Floyd died of COVID. Yeah. Same situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, these rich women, by the way, uh, after they died, Linda was, was just seen like wearing their clothes and jewelry. And coincidentally, everyone who died 
also signed over their estate to Linda and her husband. <laughs> I, again, something, I don't know if these people had mental problems before they, you know, before they sought her out, uh-huh. but, or if they just, she abused them so much that they developed them in her care. Yeah. I don't know. But like, if you can't see <laughs> that, like, she was manipulating you and doing this for your money. Like, Uh again, I, I can't, you, I don't want to say you deserve what happened to you, but like, come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's funny because rich people always try to paint the picture that they're rich because they're smarter than everyone else. Of course. That's how I got all accumulated all of this wealth. (laughs) It's not because my great, 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 great grandfather (laughs) passed it down to me. That's preposterous. And these people were... Now, granted, um, a lot of cult leaders are sociopaths, and yes. not a lot, all of them. They're sociopaths. I was, was going to say, I would go ahead and say, yeah. <laughs> if you think... I'm not going to be... A, I guess I, so. I don't have to be sensitive to stereotyping cult leaders. Yeah, they're sociopaths. They're very, very good at manipulating people. So, you know, I guess who, who's to... Should I be victim-blaming them for getting manipulated by a fucking sociopath who's spent their entire life manipulating people yeah well the thing is with sociopaths and i know because i dated one (laughs) just one just yeah no one i i mean yeah no i honestly think i've only because after that i know what they are now so i i see the red flags and i steer clear Uh uh-huh so one is all it takes because like now i've learned my lesson right Um, Uh yeah so but yeah they they're professionals of what they do which is they're charming they're very charming and they know how to endear themselves to someone they tell you all the things that you want to hear so you like immediately feel like oh this person cares about me i've never met anybody else who's been so invested in in my health care like this right so it's yeah like, oh this woman really is like trying to help me yeah but they're professionals man they've been doing it since they were kids they're experts mm-hmm now, after Daisy died, another woman named Ida Wilcox died. Um, so that was three deaths in 1908. Of course, nothing came of it because uh, she was able to talk herself out of it. And also authorities were like, these people volunteered to be here. You know, whatever happened to them, we can't prove it was malicious. And they wanted to be here. So what are we going to do? They were adults. Uh, one prosecutor said, if she starts treating kids, then we can step in. <laughs> okay. At least we got that on our side. Yeah, like that's where that's where we draw the line. You, yeah. you can you can murder people, but when only you start murdering children, you're right. Only if they're over eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Now, 1909, uh, there were two other deaths: Blanche Tyndall, Viola Heaton. I don't think I've ever heard of a real life Blanche before. This Golden Girls Blanche. Uh-huh. This is the first time I've been like, <laughs> oh, there uh, there were actually Blanches. Yeah, I didn't know anyone uh, outside of the South was named Blanche. Yeah. Not much is known about Blanche and Viola other than the fact that they were also wealthy, wealthy women who died there. It wasn't only women who were (laughs) involved in this. Yeah. A notable case that I don't understand how, how this place didn't get shut down immediately when this happened. 26-year-old, kid from New Zealand, very rich family. His name is Eugene Stanley Wakelin. That's a very rich name. Right? (laughs) (laughs) He was found dead, shot in the head. Wait, what? On the Olala property, 
he was found dead with a gunshot wound to the head. Authorities just assumed that he committed suicide. And, and here's why uh, that's interesting is because you don't naturally assume that she did it because that's not her MO. Right. She likes to starve her patients out. Mm-hmm. So what, why would she shoot somebody in the head? Or, and maybe it was her husband? Maybe. Because it turns out Eugene's dad was a fucking a lord, a British, a British lord. I was going to say his name sounds like a British duke, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I was close. Okay. But it's, it's thought that when he got there and, uh, okay, he's one of these, Eugene is one of these guys who, if he were a comedian, he would be living in a house with five other guys (laughs) Not have a car. And when people would say, don't your parents have money? He would be like, that's my parents. Right. (laughs) That's my parents' money. I don't ask my parents for money. I'm doing this on my own. So brave. And so it's assumed that uh, maybe he was killed because they found out they couldn't exploit him. But, you know, they also couldn't let him go. Right. It's like, you know too much. We can't let you go home, but you also can no longer stay here. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't leave, but you can't stay. So we've we've come to a decision, <laughs> and we're just going to off you. And, yeah. I, and I guess, I, I don't know too much about this guy, but did he um, manage to preserve his money, or were, did they scam him at all and get any of his stuff? We well, that? they weren't able to get anything out of him because he didn't have anything. Oh. I, I think they enticed him because they were familiar with his connections. Oh. But they never bothered to dig deep enough to make sure that he actually had access hmm. to, to wealth. Right. So, yeah, he didn't bring money with him. He didn't own property. <laughs> so he was disposable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and they didn't get rid of the body. They just shot him they, and they then just, what? Threw him on shot the front him I, I don't know. They, I, I couldn't find anything that says where they found him. Did they just leave him in his room? You know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, make I it look like an accident and right, leave him there. Right. If they're trying to make it look like a suicide, I guess, right. then, yeah, just make it, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know why he won't open his door. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> are, you, are you one of those? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, honestly, but I did watch a documentary that was very compelling. Uh huh. <laughs> Aren't they always? Yeah, they are. All of them. No. Uh, 1910. A uh, civil engineer. And these these names fucking kill me. Civil. Earl Edward Erdman. Earl. Triple E. Triple E. Erdman. 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 He was having indigestion issues. And uh, doctors were like, we don't know what's going on because it's 1910. He probably just needed to stop eating spicy foods. Or, or I don't know, or pepper. Drinking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Fried foods will do it too. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also, yeah, 1910, it's didn't white people just have an alcohol with every meal? Absolutely. Like, look, sir, just be happy you, you live past 35. <laughs> All right, calm down. 
it's gonna start falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. She. So, but that we have to also address, I guess, because there were actually people that did survive her treatments. Correct. Yes. That like uh, a, a few. Yeah. But they were eva- evangelists for her. The people who survived and, and got out. A lot of them. Some of them were not. Some of them were found uh, wandering the roads, uh, begging, passing uh, motorists for their cars in 1910. Hmm. Yeah, Horses. Uh, maybe not 1910. I think <laughs> do, 1920. Do you, a, do you still call them a motorist if it's a horse and a buggy? Right. We can. There were accounts of people uh, finding skeleton-like humans wandering the roads, begging for help and food, saying that they escaped. I can't find any firsthand accounts from those people. But others, I'm gonna take them for their word. Yeah, <laughs> there are other people who are like uh, who completed the program, I guess you would call it, and couldn't couldn't uh, say enough about how great it was. Which you know what I think that is? It's like a landmark forum. People swear by it. It's very expensive. Now, if it works for you, you're gonna tell everyone it works for you. For sure. If it doesn't work for you. You're going to tell everyone it works for you because you Your life spent is being threatened. Yeah, you spent well, well you spent so much money right. on it. You've been telling everyone how great it was going to be for you. Your cognitive dissonance is not going to allow you to say, "Hey everybody, not only was I stupid, right, but I also got swindled." Yeah, no, I get I get that 100% too, but then also you have to take into consideration like Stockholm syndrome is a real thing too. That too. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of layers to that. Mhm. So one of those two things, a little of both. Now, Earl also died, but he kept a diary. He fasted from February 1st to February 26th and kept a, kept a journal of his meals and how he felt. And it's a whole lot of eating oranges and soup and um, developing a pain below his right ribs. And uh, not sleeping very well, and that continuing until he uh, is, is no longer journaling. Oh. So, yeah, a few weeks, like three weeks, he went through this. Uh, apparently, she would also subject her patients to uh, quote-unquote massages, where uh, she would <laughs> beat were, them with her yeah. fists. <laughs> they were violent, I heard. <laughs> about yes. the torso and forehead. Yeah, I, you don't need to massage my head. <laughs> Like, I'll take a scalp massage, but, like, you know, there's no reason why you're digging, giving my head a nuggie, just digging in there with your elbow. Like A few people described her as as being stronger than the average man. (laughs) (laughs) So she was a a commanding presence and also, uh, you know, uh, she was a formidable woman in every way. Sounds like it. She had that. She had that messy bun that that scary matrons always have in movies. Oh yeah. So this guy dies. That was 1910. Now at this point, we're up to like a body count of what six, six people at least. At least, because we can't forget the first one. She killed in 1902. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we're at least six or seven. Now 1911, Louis Rader. Now this guy was a newspaper publisher. This man had. Big money. Lewis Emerson Raider. These names. Yeah. These rich ass names. <laughs> Whenever you have three names and you make yeah. people use all three of them. Yeah. He was having stomach pain. Also, again, you know, 
Could just stop been, drinking, Lewis. Yeah, could have just been gas. You don't know. Yeah. Ride it out for a little bit. See what happens. Just eat a bunch of fruit and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> he started being treated at home. That's what kind of money he had. He started being treated at his own house. Moved over to a hotel. Linda would come to the hotel. People actually, health inspectors showed up at the hotel. They tried to get him to leave. He refused. After the health inspectors left, Linda shuttles him away to a different location. Hilarious. What year is this? 1911? This is 1911. How did she shuttle him away? She probably threw him into a buggy. Oh, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. She's Her- <laughs> an average man. <laughs> she probably just picked him up, put him yeah, over, slung like, him over her shoulder. How does that happen? But yeah, <laughs> we're uh, talking about an extraordinary woman. Yeah, he fasted for 37 days, died weighing less than 100 pounds. Now, less than 100 pounds is already that's that's small. That's tiny. For that's a picture. Woman. That's a crazy picture for yeah. yeah for a man at all. Right. He was five eleven. Which is, I'm assuming, extremely tall for 1911. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, there was another man. Now, I forget which which one of these men it was, but one one of the men who died in her care happened to own property that he signed over to Linda and her husband that ended up being the property that they built their permanent sanitarium on. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. Now, next was Frank Southard and C.A. Harrison. That's how you know someone's got a lot of money as well. Any white man with initials? For both, yep. For his name? Yep. (laughs) I hate when people do that. I mean, there's actors that do it too. You know, S. Apatha Murkison. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just go by S. It's like, I know your name is Carl. Just go by Carl. Just go by dude. Carl. C.A. Harrison. Come yeah, on, Carl. Come on. Come on. Your now, not that bad. Yeah. He published a magazine. Yeah. Died the same way, the same year as, as Raider. That same year, another man died, a British man. He came to America. He was like, hey, I want to buy a ranch. On the way, he, he, maybe he got food poisoned and was like, mm, my stomach hurts. Someone was like, I know a lady. She goes by the starvation doctor. (laughs) But I think she might be able to help you. He came to America to buy a ranch, ended up fasting for 53 days, died, and uh, coincidentally signed over all of his assets to Linda. Why? uh, (laughs) I just don't. But you don't. Yeah, his his family came to collect and then found out he only had $70 left. $70. She drained him. They were like, leave a little bit in there. So right. It doesn't Don't look make suspicious. it look obvious. <laughs> we understand that he had $750,000 a year before. But if we leave 70, throw him off the trail. The only reason why they ended up getting caught was because of these two women. Their final two victims, one survived. They were known as the Williamson sisters because that was their last name. You don't say. (laughs) Claire and Dorothea. These women, like everyone else, all of these other victims so far, were very rich. Hypochondriacs also. And long-standing followers. Of alternative medicine in general. Mm-hmm. Now, up until now, everyone else was was kind of like, I got money, I heard of this thing. But 
they were in it from the jump. They were like, no, I know all about this, you know? We have to meet this lady. Yeah. They're, they're big fans of the genre. Yeah. They saw an ad for Linda's book in a newspaper while they were staying at a, a fancy hotel in uh, B.C. In Victoria. Mm-hmm. They ordered the book. I wonder what it cost to order books back in the day. It was probably expensive. It had to, like, to have been. Order a book out of a newspaper. Had to have been. Like I so, feel like the shipping of it would cost more than the the, the book actual itself. book. Yeah. yeah. So they ordered the book, and inside the book was a pamphlet for Linda's. She called it the Institute of Natural Therapeutics. Mm, already sounds shady. It also sounds like something that I would read about on Instagram, like today. it sounds like something Scientologists do yeah (laughs) so they signed up right away didn't tell anyone where they were going because their parents were like you two are always getting into these crazy fads and schemes I mean first day here's the thing they were vegetarians Mm -hmm. (laughs) so risque yeah that was very I mean, back then, I'm sure. Very strange un- back then. Unheard of back then, for sure. Yeah. They gave up corsets for their health. I mean, I can understand that. Then shits. It's yeah. like the waist trainers that these chicks be wearing today. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. there's no way that that, hurt, that that does not cause any type of organ damage. Yeah. So yeah. those two things didn't, didn't seem shady. But yeah. uh, aside from that, they, they always thought something was wrong with them. And they were willing to try any crazy thing to fix it. Mm. They signed up to go to the sanitarium. Linda tells them, hey, the, the sanitarium, the, the thing you got the pamphlet for, it's not ready yet. So I'm going to set you up in an apartment. She set them up in an apartment in Seattle. Again, you know, they were expecting to start off their retreat with uh, organic soups, farm fresh. She was giving them canned tomato broth twice a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, her patented massages. I guess part of the program was uh, enemas that lasted uh, at least an hour. Yep. I remember that part. Now, I've never taken an enema. Me neither. I, I mean, I'm under the impression that, I don't know, it's like, what, like a 15, 20? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that it would take more than a half hour. Yeah. And a lot of that should just be from just insertion. <laughs> that to me feels like that would take the longest amount of time yeah. getting it up there and then the, the scooping it out yeah shouldn't take very long right but uh she would she would have these women in the bathtubs or now i'm wondering if, if if she did them separately or or if she did them at the same time oh good question uh can you imagine just being in a bathtub next to your sister, sister. crying over enemas yeah and i guess if you're gonna have an enema that makes you cry you're, you're it's Maybe it's it's better to do it with someone with, with, who, with someone you love. Yeah. <laughs> now, this happened twice a day, and as time went on, I, I guess uh, they would get interviewed. Linda would be like, "So you know, no reason, but uh, how much property do you own? What, what's in the what's in the bank account? Can I just, can you can just give me your social security <laughs> number. <laughs> no reason. No reason. <laughs> now, two months." Two months they were being quote unquote treated in this apartment, and then I guess when they were they were um, weak enough, they were transferred to Alala. And I'm also imagining this transfer is Linda taking one of each, 
over her shoulder <laughs> and just carrying them to the buggy like bags of flour. This is when Margaret Conway comes into the picture. Margaret Conway is uh, Claire and Dorothea's childhood nurse slash nanny. Yep. She gets a letter saying, you got, you got to come to Lala ASAP. Who wrote that letter? No one knows. No one knows. It was a mysterious it's a strange letter. letter. Yeah. She shows up June 1st, 1911. Sam meets her at her boat. Hey, you Margaret? Yeah, I'm Margaret. I'm Sam. Claire's dead. I'm imagining that's how the exchange That's how he just said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, he probably said Claire's dead first and then said, oh, I'm Sam, by the way. <laughs> then, then he introduced himself. Claire has expired. Mm -hmm. That's what they said back then. Linda said that Claire had cirrhosis of the liver, which is interesting because I'm assuming that being a vegetarian who stopped wearing corsets, they also did not drink. Drink, exactly. And how they weren't old, right? Like. No, how many they like were, in their twenties? They, they were in their twenties. Yeah, how, how many people in your, their twenties have cirrhosis of the liver? Come on. Yeah, Linda's story, same as it always was. She had cirrhosis, and whether or not she was fasting, she would have died anyway. Okay, here's the thing: uh, how do you claim that your program works if, whenever someone dies, you're like, they would have died anyway? Right. Okay, so Margaret goes to see Claire's body. It, it doesn't look like Claire. Now, some people say that it didn't look like Claire because it was so emaciated. Other people say Linda switched the bodies. She had a, a deal with the, the mortuary where she would switch out bodies to make people look a little bit healthier than they did when they actually died so that their family members wouldn't suspect her of, of starving them. Of to starvation. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, imagine the guy in the mortuary who like is taking cash for this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Swap, swapping bodies out. Claire's body doesn't look like Claire. She goes to Alala. She's like, I need to see Dora. Dora is like 50 pounds. Dorothea. Yeah, Dorothea, who, yeah, I guess she was called Dora by some people. Oh. She's, she was like, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. Whatever they're doing here, it's working. She looks like a, a Halloween decoration. Yeah, nightmare picture. Christmas. Yeah, just all dress, all dress and hair. Margaret was afraid to stand up to Sam and Linda because of her social, her social status. She was a lifelong servant. She's finding herself needing to be like, you need to let this woman go right now. Yeah. She's never ordered any rich people to do anything in her life. Right. So she has no idea what to do. Now, while she was there, she found out that right before Claire had died, she had signed over her entire estate to Linda and also appointed Linda to be Dora's fucking guardian. They were Britney Spearsing Dora. Uh-huh. For life. <laughs> How do you sign over your sister for life? For life. Now, Dora 
had uh, also uh, signed over power of attorney to Samuel. Margaret had, from the beginning, suspected that shit was shady, but <laughs> her suspicions were, were very much confirmed when Linda, upon their first new meeting, shows up wearing Claire's clothes. Her outfits. <laughs> The audacity. Yeah, you couldn't put on someone else's clothes? (laughs) (laughs) Think of the level of, like, psychopathy. Like, to put on her clothes in front of... And jewelry. In front of... Right. (laughs) And her jewelry. Her diamonds. Bitch, I know Claire's pearls when I see them. (laughs) You know, when when she... uh, Going back to the beginning a little bit, when she first had moved them into her apartment, she was like... You know, in my office, we have a safe. So if you want me to keep all of your diamonds in it. I have Okay. <laughs> I can keep your diamonds safe. This is why, and this is why the legal system, I understand <laughs> their point in saying they willfully did this. <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. So many red flags were there. And they were still like, I trust this lady. You're crazy. So Margaret is like, I don't know what to do. Let me contact Dorothea's Uncle John because she has a rich Uncle John who is in Portland and it's like, hey, John, your fucking niece is in trouble. You need to come here and get her. John shows up and Linda's like, you owe me $2,000. <laughs> yeah, to let her go, right? So they, they won't release her. Yeah, because yeah, that was the bill for yeah, her state. Right. Like you, you didn't collect that those unpaid bills from the estate that was signed over to you, right? John, being the businessman that he is, manages to knock that down to a thousand dollars, which I heard is like twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> at that time. Yeah, during that time is like yeah, yeah. Linda should have been in the mafia. She was so good, such a at, smooth talker. She, yes, you are. You are. At murdering and getting money out of people. Yeah. So John gives $1,000 and is able to, I'm assuming, carry Dorothea away from the property. On their way out, people were running up to them being like, they're holding me prisoner here. Let us go with you. (laughs) Take us with you. (laughs) Please. They were probably too weak to even beg. Right. Now. August 11th, 1911, in a matter of months, because they fucked with the wrong rich women. Yep. Linda's arrested for the murder of Claire. January, five months later, there were witnesses. Dorothea was able to testify. Uh, Obviously, most of the witnesses were not able to testify because they were either all dead or still uh, under the influence of Stockholm Syndrome. But Dorothy was able to testify. I'm sorry, but did you see the part about the one of the chicks who she murdered, Daisy? Her husband actually defended Linda. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. What did he say? Oh, they didn't give a quote of what he said, but he was basically saying that she's a legit doctor. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> he just wanted to get rid of Daisy. That probably he probably sent her to her. <laughs> he was probably like, "My family frowns on divorce." What can I do? Right. How can I get rid of this bitch? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, and her staff defended her too, apparently. Uh-huh. 
I'm sure they were being handsomely rewarded. Oh, I don't doubt that one bit. I bet one. I bet the butler had to shoot. Shoot, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> make the butler do it. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll throw uh, him under the bus <laughs> when we get caught. Yeah. It was Benson. So, uh, Benson did it. Yeah. A few of her nurses testified against her. The prosecution was like, not only were these victims physically, <laughs> physically starved, there was also financial starvation. Linda, Linda's main defense was, oh man, you know, she would have, she would have been so MAGA. She would have been big MAGA <laughs> if she were around today. She was like, you know what? The fake news media is prosecuting me because I can't stop winning. I'm a powerful, successful woman. Uh-huh. They hate to see it. My practice is tremendous. <laughs> the best grifter alive. Right. Now, she was sentenced to uh, two to 20 years, which is an interesting sentence. It is. Why two? <laughs> you think it'd be like five to 20. Or, yeah. But two, that seems pretty random. And, uh, and they couldn't arbiter. get her on murder. They, they got her on uh, manslaughter. Her sentence was hard labor, which she probably breezed through being. The strength of an average being the, man. Yeah, the robust woman <laughs> that she was. Having those man hands. Yeah. <laughs> she was probably digging it. It was mm-hmm. like. She was killing it. She was done by noon. Everybody else was still away till five o'clock in the evening. She's like, what's She's taking like, what? you guys so long? You didn't finish breaking that pile of rocks yet? I did it with my hands. She's I didn't even need tools. Concrete over her thigh. <laughs> Which is Paul Bunyan. <laughs> so here's the thing. She got parole after two years. And then uh, just happened to get fully pardoned by a, a governor. governor. Yeah. Which uh, I, I'm wondering if that governor had some relatives in her care. It's and he was like, you know, I, I like what you do. I appreciate what you do. I'm really sorry about how they're railroading you here. Yeah. Don't love the witch hunt. Really right. sorry about that. Um, Quite possible. Huh. But, you know, like, uh, my nieces were very happy before uh, they they died of the thing that they were going to die of anyway before they came to you. Right. Uh, <laughs> why don't, you know, you help me out, so I'm going to help you out. Yeah. Your work must not be silenced. <laughs> now, <laughs> two years, her and Samuel are like, let's, let's, let's go to New Zealand. We got a lot of followers there somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, they before, had, didn't they have a patient that was from New Zealand? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, so maybe before... Was he the one... He died, right? I mean, they all died. He's, he's, he's the one who was shot. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he communicated with some people before all that That's stuff crazy. went down. I don't know. It's wild that it, before, before social media, before television, they somehow managed to get an international following. It's incredible, an, an, and I can't get more than 11,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so they went to New Zealand. Uh, she apparently was uh, able to still call herself a doctor. 
Mm-hmm. Even though she had her medical license taken taken yeah. away by the and state I, of Washington, I was con- confused because I didn't even know when she got her medical license. Because I know mm-hmm. in the beginning oh. she wasn't licensed. Yeah, here's the thing: um, from the jump, she has only called herself a doctor, mm-hmm. but she was allowed to do it because there was some crazy loophole that grandfathered in people who were practicing before a certain amount of time, before a certain time period. Hilarious. But we're not officially doctors, doctors. which doesn't seem like a thing that should be possible. No. No. But uh, <laughs> if there's one thing she knew how to do, it was work a loophole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because she was certified as a fasting specialist and, and somehow... Parlayed that into a doctor. Yeah. It's so messed up. So then but, I mean, she, that shit still happens today, right? Oh, for sure. I'm sure there's yeah. people that slip through the cracks. She, yeah, and then she lost her license after she got right, out after. of prison. Or I guess before, yeah. but then, so now she's out of prison in New Zealand, but she doesn't have a license anymore. Right. And you know how much she got fined for, for practicing medicine without a license in New Zealand? $25. About, like, $400? Yeah, nothing. Like, come on. <laughs> so... After she loses her license in New Zealand, they move back to Olala, 1920. Linda is uh, somehow able to build her dream sanitarium. Finally. That she's always wanted to build. Finally. The School of Health, it was called. 1920. She built it, and they came. People showed up after uh, after everything. Her going to after prison, the trial, her leaving, f- yeah. fleeing the country, yeah. coming back. Yeah, she continued to practice for uh, at least ten years. No one knows how many more additional people died because I guess I guess people just stopped keeping track. Yeah, they were like, "Fuck it." Yeah. <laughs> they were like, it, this woman is Teflon, don't matter what we do. She's just going to keep coming back and she's going to have these fans. So let's let her do what she does. And maybe yeah. it's just natural selection. I just imagine like an old timey detective with like a, a waxed mustache, yeah. just like having, uh, having someone walk up and slam a newspaper on his desk. And he, <laughs> he opens the newspaper. He, he sees the, the hazard, Hazard's New Institute on it. And he just stands up. And he flips his desk <laughs> and he walks out to his horse. <laughs> he probably has a car at this point. Oh, for sure. It's, it's the 1920s. He walks out to his car and he just drives away. He's done with the job. Now, in 1935, the sanitarium burned the fuck down. No one knows how. No one knows. Maybe it's the same person who sent that letter to the nanny. <laughs> Gossip girl. (laughs) (laughs) XOXO. Mm -hmm. It's karma. It's karma. Now, the the spot where the sanitarium burned to the ground is still there to this day. The ruins of the sanitarium are still there. They it was never never rebuilt. And people say that if you go and you dig through the trash there. Um, you can still find remnants of the the school's existence. Oh wow! I kind of want to go and see see what see what old ass trash and newspapers I can find. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just in Seattle. It's not like, you know, it's not like yeah, in the sticks. Like, it's not like you're yeah, going to no. get serial so, killed yeah. out there. Yeah, no, it's like a road trip. I bet it's haunted as fuck. Oh, it's got to be. Well, you have to, of course, talk about what happened to Lin- Linda. So 1935, the sanitarium burns down. Three years later, Linda is, uh, she's getting up there in years. She's in, she's 70 years old, which is like 90 by 1935 standards. Mm-hmm. And uh, she decides, you know, I'm not feeling too hot. And uh, as I know, the best medicine is none at all. It's- starvation (laughs) she fasts Mm -hmm. and uh i believe she fasted for a little over a month and oopsie daisy she starved herself to death a little bit too a little bit too long (laughs) i will give her credit though because her doing that to herself lets me know she really believed in what she was doing you know what i'm saying like it let me know she really was like, oh, this is work. This works. She wasn't just murdering people. She was believed she was helping people. That's how crazy she was. She really so thought she, those chick, that chick died of cirrhosis. She wasn't malicious. She was just that. She was just diligent. Nuts. <laughs> uh, and oh, so we God. go full circle from the heart healthy nuts. To the heart, unhealthy <laughs> nut. <laughs> we did it. That's the story of Linda fucking Hazard, uh, who, uh, who I'm probably going to call, probably going to title this episode, The Duchess of Hazard. Of Hazard. <laughs> like her name alone, Hazard. You talk about the universe giving you a sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's like her last name should have been Caution. <laughs> her husband is the Duke of Hazard. Yeah. That was it. It's a crazy story. Do you have any last words about this story, Candace? Nah, man. Just like, look, <laughs> I'm a big fan of just trusting your gut when you yeah. feel like you walking into a place and you get a bad feeling. Uh huh. That's, that's that's real. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure these people, if they had listened to that, they, their circumstances would have been a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, these people, uh, they neglected to trust their gut in more ways than one. Right. You know, see those red flags. And also, when when the tummy's rumbling, have a sandwich. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with eating eating some food. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's here for. (laughs) Uh, An orange juice without the pulp is garbage. Yeah, no, that's, no, I agree. Pulp, I'm I'm pro-pulp. This is why we're friends, even though we don't, we don't see each other. (laughs) I haven't seen you in You like the pulp, you like the Brazil nuts. Good people. (laughs) Candice, what do you have? What do you have going on or coming up that you might want people to to be into to check out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, The Struggle, where Struggle with Candace Thompson, wherever you listen to your podcast, and on YouTube, my YouTube channel. And then um, I have a new podcast that is going to be released uh, uh, in March, so it's, it's going to be a minute. But uh, with Spotify, called Nosy Neighbors. Okay. And a uh, very funny comic, Chinadu Unaka. So. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned nice. for that. So, yeah. That, and until then, you know, just keep watching uh, the after party, the Netflix after party. I keep saying it backwards. Because, okay. Uh, it just started. But yes, with David's big. And Netflix. where where can people find you on socials if they want to? Jokes by Candace. 
Judged by Candace on Twitter, Instagram. That is me. You're on TikTok? Do you, you do TikTok? No, I was for like a week and then I was like, Candace, you're over 35. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, they're so mean to you if you, even if you're over 25, they'll oh, call sure. you a boomer. For sure. I was like, yeah, this is not a place for me. <laughs> yeah, bully, getting bullied by children is humiliating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun when I was a kid. It's definitely not fun now as an adult. So. Yeah, at least back then you could hit them. <laughs> right. Now it's abuse. <laughs> Candice, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. I agree. Thanks for having me. That was it. That was episode 63 of Women Who Kill. Did you leave a rating? Did you leave a review yet? If you didn't, you should. But also, if you want to support with your dollars... Stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. The most recent 20 episodes of the show, always available on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can find your podcasts. All the rest of them are in the archives. There's bonus episodes there and stuff too. I give away free stuff, send you surprises in your mailbox of merch, murder merch. It's worth it. Other than that, thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.